It's the Suncast Podcast, covering the Sun Conference and all its sports. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome in to another episode of Suncast. Y'all know why I'm talking like this. Because last night, Manny, I guess two nights ago, if you listen to this on a fine Thursday morning, this episode coming out Wednesday night, but last night, the Warriors went down to West Palm Beach, Florida, Manny. Cooper Peterson, Eden Holt, how you doing? O'Callaghan, Buchanan, Golden, the boys played some defense, Manny. Warriors, moving on, they take care of the Coyote Seahawks, Manny Burroughs. <laughs> we'll, talk, we'll, we'll talk more later on. Because we squaring off, Bubba. Uh, yes, we are. Oh, uh, I knew it was going to come. It, 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 it hadn't happened yet, to be honest. And I think it was time. I think it was time. Uh, what a <laughs> what a Friday night it's going to be. It's going to be a fun one. No, I mean, the, the Weber Warriors, I've said it before. I've, I'll continue to say it. And this is the one credit I will give them above any team in the conference. Backs against the wall down players on the road. Whatever the situation, they have responded. They continue to respond. And I'm going to give it to him. Big game, Cooper. It's that, it's, it's just going to work. Mm. It's just how it is. Eight, eight, what a performance by him. You mm. know, I still remember back to the to the game against Florida Memorial where he had eight threes. And, I mean, when you're throwing a lob and it goes in, you just know it's your night. I'm a, I could throw anything and it's going into that hoop. Butter. You didn't hold 31 on the road. The Warriors, they, they scare me. I'm not going to lie. Obviously, you know, like I said, we'll talk a little bit more, but they do scare me. They do scare me right now. Look, there's obviously a, a big injury with St. Thomas that makes me feel a little bit more confident. St. Thomas, full strength, you know, I think we're going into the semifinal matchup maybe a little bit different. But I truly, I truly feel like Weber can go down there and and take down the Bobcats, man. This is going to be – now, they can do it. I'm not saying they will do it. But this is going to be a phenomenal matchup. Um, no, there was a little bit of resting going on with St. Thomas at the end, but still Weber, they took a win from St. Thomas. It could be a big one. Could be a very big one. Could be massive in deciding on it where St. Thomas goes in the opening round. They're obviously going to go somewhere. Could host. I mean, there's a very outside shot of that. They moved up. They, they did get ranked 21st. So who knows? Some things could get moved around, but Man, that's gonna that's gonna be a big one. But just going from this game, Manny, what what was the big thing? What was the main thing? Why did Weber? Why did Weber do this? Why did Weber go? Not not win. I think if you say Weber went and beat Kaiser, not the craziest thing, but how they did it in that house, in that rocking environment, second year in a row to send Kaiser packing, Manny. How did Weber just do that? I think it comes down to this: Vincent has had a double double in every game. Mm-hmm. He finished this game 21 rebounds, four points. Man, did I seven. not say Zach O'Callaghan would have would be the biggest X factor in this in this game? He Check did the tape. Thing. He did his thing. You know what I'm saying? Again, 23 minutes, didn't even start did Zach, but he's clearly a player that if you look at the box score, you'll say, 
all right, solid day, six rebounds, two blocks, you know, did his thing. Mm -hmm. But he's going to really stand out when you watch the game. When you, like you said, you watch the tape and see what he does out there. I think the Weber Warriors, they feed, it's again a situation where most teams want to be the favorites. They want to be at home, but some of the teams they prefer to be, or not prefer, but they like being the underdogs. They like having that chip on their shoulder. Eden Holt has been on an absolute heat tur. 31 points, three steals, eight assists. Efficiency is what has really st stood apart for him, especially as of late. You know, 13 of 20 is about as efficient as you can get as a small guard. Four turnovers for playing 35 minutes. And again, an eight assist. That turnover, that assist turnover ratio is something that coaches are salivating over right now. And then, of course, Cooper coming in. I think we need another Cooper game. I think that is the biggest thing for the Warriors if they can have somebody else aside from Holt have a good performance especially against this Bobcat team where Holt he's gonna be a factor because or it's gonna be hard for him because the Bobcats just have a lot of length to throw at him I mean it's it's you look around it even your, your smaller guards in, in a Kyle Feldman or an Anthony Harris they still have the height and length on Holt that's gonna make it very tough for him in the pick and roll in the open court maybe Holt can get a little bit more opportunities but still you've got Daniel Ogoro you've got Milton Matthews not to mention Kyrgios one on that backside waiting to try and send every shot into the top of the bleachers it's gonna be hard for Holt to have not a lot, not just 30 points, even 20, 25. I think that's going to be really hard for him to do it. Can he do it? Sure. But like we said, it's efficiency with him. It's a high bar to ask for somebody that has been doing it pretty much feels like the last three weeks now, four weeks now of the season. I think this is going to be a game where it's got to be the others for the Warriors. They all have to step up. They all have to control turnovers. They have to try and not get out-rebounded as much as I think they might. And at the end of the day, you get open looks, you got to knock them down. You can, I believe in basketball, you control your turnovers, you control the rebounds, you finish the easy ones, the layups, the free throws, those gimmies, and you hunker down on defense, you give yourself a chance to win any basketball game against any opponent. And that's what I think the Weber's got, the Weber Warriors have to do if they want to get a big-time upset against the number 21 team in the country. I'm going to do something I've never done, really, on Suncast right here. And, look, first off, I have a ton, ton, ton of respect uh, for Coach PC and Coach Rutt. No doubt about it. A lot of love, a lot of respect. I'm going to put pressure on the on the on those two gentlemen Friday night. I think that it comes down to who comes out with the better game plan. Look, there's a big injury that obviously St. Thomas has to account for. There's no doubt about that. That's going to factor into this game. I think for Weber, how you beat them, it's kind of simple, right? Like you shut down Holton Coop. Make somebody else beat you. For St. Thomas, it's a little bit more difficult. I think that makes Coach, Rutl Coach Rutledge's job a little bit more difficult. However, I, I do believe this is a game that weighs heavily, heavily on the game plan, on how these two, two teams come out. For me, if, I, if I'm Co Coach PC, I'm saying there is no chance that Holt and uh, Coop combine for more than 40, 45 points. They're going to get theirs. Especially Eden. Eden's going to get his. Coop, if he's hot, definitely going to get his. But, Manny, do you agree with, with that? Real quick, real quick, yes or no, and then we, we do have to move on. We're, we've been on this game for too long. I, I I like where your head's at with that. I, I do think, you know, playoff basketball is a different atmosphere. you got a game plan for him. I would give Coach Pat the nod just because he's seen the Warriors already in the playoff situation, but that's only one game, and like you said, a game-to-game -game situation here. It's a week. A week and things can go crazy. But I do like where, where you're coming from from the coaching perspective of it. And I, I kind of tend to agree with you a little bit. 
Another big matchup uh, that that we have. We had a team flexing a muscle that maybe we did not know it had. I did say once again there was not a shot that the Ave Maria Gyrenes would give up ninety uh, something points to Southeastern again. They did not. Was their offense lights out? No, but Manny, it's just almost just like not even a real Ave Maria game. Almost right. Like the defense was very very good. In this game, they smothered Southeastern in the first half, and then they kind of turned on that fast-paced gameplay. Um, again, I think coaching-wise, to the cap, Co- Coach Copeland. I um, personally didn't watch that game. Obviously, I, I had us on uh, uh, the, the Weber game. But, Manny, what, what's your thoughts on this one? Because I thought this was a really impressive performance from Ave Maria. Not that they beat them. I, I – like – I would take them this 10-point win over if they beat Southeastern 105 to 90. You get what I'm saying by that? I absolutely agree with you, and I'm so glad you put it in that perspective because I'm going to take you back to, you know, a few weeks ago when I said if Avi Maria is averaging in the 80s, anywhere between 80 points to 89 points, I think that's when they're they're most dangerous because that lets me that's a good bar for them to have enough of the offense that we've seen, but still hunker down on defense and still value possessions. They didn't fall in love with a three point shot. 12 of 26. That is really good for them because that's efficient for them in playoff atmosphere. You got to be efficient. All six of these teams that were in the playoffs this past Tuesday. They understand how to score. So you got to value every possession. Ave going 28 for 62, 12 of 26 from the three-point line, and 13 of 18 from the free throw line, that's efficiency because now it allows you to get 41 rebounds. It allows you to get 13 assists. I don't like the 18 turnovers, but again, fast-paced offense, those tend to happen. You live with it. But the way they're doing it, this is when they're their most dangerous. Yes, like you mentioned, if you get 100, cool, you give yourself a great chance. But... Nine times out of 10, that means that the other team got close to that. They got in the 90s. They got to maybe 95, 96. Now we're like, well, we're both hot. Who's going to get hot? Who's going to stay hottest the longest? So I like the way Ave played. If they play like this, this is the team that I that we saw at the beginning of the year undefeated in conference for a couple of weeks and hand, holding on to that number one spot. And hey, they are in receiving votes right now in the top in the top 25. So they're definitely turning that corner right now. Manny, they take on a team that they have two double-digit losses to already this season in the Florida Memorial Lions. This is not going to be easy for for Abe. I think they would have much rather uh, taken on Weber uh, or perhaps uh, even St. Thomas uh, other than uh, the Lions just because, I mean, look, St. Thomas, no, no slouch, but the loss was closer, got a win against them. Florida Memorial, on the other hand, there is a matchup issue. However, do you think, that that game against Southeastern is a little bit of a preview of how they will play and how a little bit more physical that they will play because they've got to be more physical or I do believe we'll have a repeat of the first two games. I think this is that is true, that this is how you have to beat the Florida Memorial Lions because, again, the Lions are not going to get into those high-scoring numbers unless they're having an otherworldly performance, and I don't bank on that. We're going to play by the numbers here. I think the Lions, they thrive in those 80-point games. But it's no secret the Gyrenes are a better shooting team than the Lions. If you're efficient as a better as the better shooting team, you will win this game. I have no doubt about it. You're gonna get out rebounded. I think the Avi Maria Gyrenes have to go into that game not worried about can we out rebound the the, the the Lions, but it's a matter of can we keep the rebound margin somewhat respectable? Can we keep it five or less? Can we keep it in that range to where we're not giving up second, third, fourth chances, and we're not 
hurting ourselves because it's it is the most deflating thing, especially in a playoff game where you sit down and you play defense for 30 seconds and you all you need to do is get that one rebound and it falls to the to the back to the opponents. You got to play for another 20 and then it goes again. You got to play for another 20. It's just like 2K. You give the CPU three chances. They're going to get an and one on that third. Nah. And I promise you everybody out there right now just shook their head. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly what happens. That's exactly what happens. You cannot get out rebounded monstrously by this Lions team. If you keep it within five, you keep the turnovers low, 18 ain't going to cut it. I'm thinking 12 or less. Honestly, I'm, I'm being generous with 12. I think the Ave Maria Jaguars can do it. Otherwise, the Lions, you know, they're going to do pack you in the paint. They're going to really feed Latavius Mitchell. They're going to get some great guard play games. I think it comes down to that, though. If the Gyrenes have a good game, keep it close in certain departments, they'll win, they'll win this one on the on the road, but we it's really a home game for the Lions. Apologies if it feels like I'm trying to kind of rush to this. Do I have another recording right after this? Got, got to get to. But, Manny, um, let's go ahead. Give me your prediction right now. The Sun Conference Championship game will be the St. Thomas Bobcats and the Florida Memorial Lions. I am going to go the exact opposite of you. I'm going to go the Weber Warriors and the Ave Maria Gyrenes. It's so hard to beat a, th- beat a team three times. I think Ave Maria, uh, they're going to shoot the lights out. It's going to be a tough environment. I think they'll feed off of it well. I see them coming out on top. On the women's side of things, hey, hey, you're not <laughs> going to get both of them. Hey, hey w- what are you going to do? Sit my cap. Coach Walker, an amazing game plan. And frankly, Manny, you, you were there. Was this ever really in doubt for the Bobcats? It's flat out, it wasn't. I think that's what it was. It was the game plan. Coach Walker came in that game, and she said the defense is what's going to conquer down. You hold the Warriors to a combined 15 points in the first half. You hold Jada Burgess to 17 points, but on 6 of 17 shooting, you only gave her six free throw attempts. Six free throw attempts. You, you made it hard for the Warriors, flat out. You made it hard for the Warriors. I do got to shout out Martha Franco, 21 points. She has having her best offensive season as a Bobcat. Yes, it's only been two years, but the leap that I have seen just visually has been really impressive and has been a big part of them. I think that her and Brooke Bogas are the best backcourt right now because it just the numbers speak for it, the success speaks for it, and I'm really excited for what's going to come this Friday. Yeah, a big one. Now, did I get that one wrong? I was off. I was off. Manny. We'll come back. Hey, you know what? I, I you know I, I have two to my own horn quite a bit. But so let let me stop. I'll be humble about this one. I feel like this was a little bit more predictable. Saying Ave was going to do this now. Um I was wrong on one thing. Um Humphrey solid game. Another solid performance, not the Humphrey game that that I said we could see, but once again, Maria Coleman, 20 points, the most efficient player in the Sun Conference on either side of the of uh, the basketball, correct? Mentor I like Lones? it. I like yeah, it. 8, I, I eight to 13, she, that's efficient. 21 points, 11 rebounds. I mean, efficiency at its finest, honestly. And Colleen Shanahan, exactly, exact, exactly right. About 23, 24 minutes, I believe. No, she had – uh, 11 rebounds uh, tied with, with Coleman for, for the most rebounds. Those two uh, helped, yeah, helped uh, Ave Maria out rebound Warner 45 to 34. And, you know, it is a shame, though, real quick, that we probably saw two of the best players in the last half decade, decade even, 
of Sun Conference women's basketball play their last games. Uh, a, a lot of great players, Homer. A lot of great players um, had had this fate. Arnold suffered the same fate on fr- uh, Friday night. But Jasmine Edwards and Jada Burgess, just from the Weber Warner be, being a part of the Weber Warner rivalry myself, those two being the marquee names. That there's there's a massive hole to fill in that rivalry next year on the women's basketball court, man. It is, and 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 again, I really deep dive into it this year. I've been a part of it the past four years overall, and watching Jasmine, watching Jada, they have really. It's been a treat, you know. Even even in games like this, you knew that they were going to come out. Uh, we mentioned Jada seventeen points, Jasmine seventeen points. They both understood that they had to go out as aggressive as possible, and. They are two of the players that I've said it from before. They're first team scout players. You have to game plan for them because if not, they will go out and give you a 30 piece and look effortlessly doing it. Really, really tough to see them go, but they definitely have left their mark on this on this conference, both as a post player in, in Edwards' case and as a guard in Jada's case. So best of luck to, to those ladies in, in their future endeavors. And there'll always be some conference. Yep, absolutely. Manny. Uh, what 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 other points do, do you have much on this game? It's pretty similar to but both of the women's uh games were were like this midway through the fir- first half. It was like okay. The only thing I will say is, like I mentioned, Warner's had to play forty minutes. They didn't play forty minutes. They had another quarter where they had nine points. And even though you might say, well, Avi only had twelve, yeah, but. That's where a quarter you have to try and get the lead. You have to try and tie it up something. Nine points is just not going to get it done. And it's a tough way to go out because they've had that struggle for the most part of the season. But at the same time, Warner Royals had a great season back into the playoffs. I think there's a good building block for those coming back next year. Whoever coach can bring in as well on the transfer portal and whatnot. So I think the Warner Royals watch them in, in maybe not next year, but the year after. I could see them definitely taking a big step. Manny, the Sun Conference women's basketball championship will be I'm, I'm gonna do it it's gonna be the st thomas bobcats you homer <laughs> the st thomas bobcats and give me the kaiser seahawks yeah okay we can agree on something at least <laughs> i have my bobcat had his own oh my guy i trust I me if we didn't have the main game on the weekend i, I would have been up there in lakeland with you I get it. I get it. Um, for me, it is uh, it, it is Kaiser. Um, I think the rest is huge for that team. They needed it. Um, I think they'll. I, I I think that is probably going to be the best game this weekend. Actually, I think that's going to be the closest game. Um, I'm pretty calm. Uh, may, maybe maybe Florida Memorial Ave. But hey, I mean, there's been two double digit. In, in that one, so I don't know. Um, and the Kyrie Seahawks are going up against Southeastern Fire. Uh, Southeastern is so complete. They're well-rested. Um, even though St. Thomas controlled the game against Weber, they still had to go play at Weber. Still a physical team. Took a little bit out of them. And you got to go up to Lakeland. Uh, that's a good little trip. So that's, yeah. If you had to pick between which two on, on the upset for the team that you didn't pick, would you go Ave over Kaiser as the more likely upset? Yeah. I would you, for sure. Do you think the the Seahawks only having to travel an hour, you know, forty five minutes, something like that, isn't a matter? No. Well, they're obviously traveling to them, yeah. No, no, because remember, it's going to be. Uh, oh, I'm, oh I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. It's. A, I'm thinking the flip side. It, it's it's longer for Kaiser, yeah, because yeah, I'm I'm thinking of the men's and women's uh, in yeah. No, getting on a bus is getting on a bus. Yeah. Yeah. 
getting on a bus to get on a bus. Unless you're talking like three, four hours more or something like that, you're getting on a bus. Sure. Um, yeah, Manny, so what I got, uh, I guess I could use that same, I guess I could, <laughs> that kind of trumps my picking Weber over St. Thomas and Lamentz. I, whatever. What, hey, ah, we, we, ah, we, don't, we don't talk about that. All right. Um, so, me personally, I have the Weber Warriors taking on the Ave Maria Gyrenes. Uh Manny, we probably will not record again um, until after. Because what, the championship game's on Saturday, right? That Saturday at 7, unless you want to try and squeeze one in the morning, which would be kind of tough, obviously. That'd be very tough. But we can maybe. put a pin. Yeah, we can, we can throw maybe out there, you know what I'm saying? We can probably not. Probably not. Maybe. Probably not. Maybe. Probably not. Probably not. Y'all, y'all um, know we will try. Y'all know we will try. That's all you got to know. We'll think about it. That counts. It's a thought that counts. It probably depends on if Weber uh, beats. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Hey, y'all, y'all, y'all understand what's 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 hey, Weber wins. wins. We'll, we'll get on here at one in the morning. Up. I I had this top rate ranking. We can't record it like man. We got to record later. That man was about to hop on the mic right there. Oh yeah. Uh, all right. Um. Uh, so yes, I have Weber against Ave. I'm gonna say the Ave Maria Jarrens win this conference. Um. I mean, it would just make it just and honestly, dude, it just. It wouldn't make sense for a one seed to win on the men's side. It really wouldn't. Really wouldn't. Uh, on the on the women's side, I am go. I'm going to pick a one seed. I do think Southeastern is the best team in this conference. Uh, I have the fire of winning uh, the women's basketball uh, Sun Conference basketball tournament. I have the St. Thomas Bobcats on the men's side. I am going to go with at least one one seed winning, and on the flip side. I do think, like you mentioned before, it's hard to beat a team three times. I think in the Bobcats-Seahawks matchup, that third time does go to, to STU. And if they do come out with that win over the fire, I think momentum is going to be an all-time high, and it'll be really hard to, to stifle them. Even though it might happen with the Seahawks, it's going to be very hard. So I, I I called it before. I'm going with the Bobcats sweeping the Sun Conference this year. Hey, you know, you, you have rocked with that most of the year, and it won't be crazy if that happens. Um, I'll be I'll be pretty shocked. I'd I, I, not shocked. I'd be I'd be a little surprised. Uh, not a little surprised. I'd be pretty surprised. There we go. Pretty surprised if St. Thomas beats Southeastern at Southeastern. I'll be there. I'll be there. So hey, St. Thomas, <laughs> y'all beat them. Dog y'all talk. If Weber beats St. Thomas, I'll be there too. Funny enough, we'll be there. We're each gonna be on the other one. So it is what it is. It is. I'm sure if they win, Cooper's gonna be right there, home around my shoulder on that interview, saying, "What'd you say on the podcast?" I'm gonna be like, "Listen, man." I, I, as, as a great man once said, I got to die on the sword. It is what it is. This is what it's why we put ourselves in these jobs. Okay. All right. And that's going to do it all for uh, basketball for the, for the episode. We are now going to kick it over to our interview with Amiris Mendez at Southeastern. Obviously, a lot of athletes up, up there in South Dakota, indoor track and field championships. Wanted to make sure because, uh, I mean, look, Man- Manny and I are no track athletes. We're not <laughs> going to get on here and t- tell you all too much. Uh, so we do have on the, the Sun Conference uh, champion, indoor track and field championships, women's most outstanding player without further ado from southeastern university emiris mendez okay we welcome on a very special guest it is emiris mendez of southeastern university track and field emiris how are you i'm good how are you i'm fantastic i am currently near melbourne florida so i might be a little bit warmer than you are how's the weather up in brookings right now it is cold. We did not expect this cold. So yesterday it was 11. Today in the morning it was like 5 degrees. It's getting warmer though. So well, it's going to warm up. 
Well, you are up there for a very good reason. NAI Indoor Track National Championships this week. Uh, very, uh, you, you're coming off a very uh, great performance at the Sun Conference Indoor Track and Fields Championships. Uh, you're named uh, Women's Most Outstanding Performer. What did that honor mean to you? Um, It means a lot. I feel like I worked really hard for it. Um, We were aiming for that. Um, so yeah, I did a lot of events, so I was pretty heavy in the event area, but, um, I genuinely worked a really, really hard for it. So it meant, it, was, it meant a lot to me. I was really happy to receive it and everything. So yeah. Well, you, you, you're now, uh, the latest of a long list of great, great athletes, both, both men's and women's side for Southeastern track. Can you tell us a little bit about what makes the Southeastern track program so successful? Of course. Um, I genuinely believe that a lot of this sport is mental. So coach always says he gives him, he gives us our, his 20 and we give him our 80. And I think a lot of it is that like the athletes, the team, like we're very dedicated and um, we know that we need to give him our 80 and plus every single day so we can succeed. And our 80 is not just our physical, but it's our mental. Um, and I feel like that's what makes the team as great as it is um we fight through the adversities and everything together and we trust the training that coach gives us you mentioned uh you, you ran a, a lot of events uh you do run a lot of events for southeastern uh looking at, at a little bit what you did in the sun championships a 7.6 uh, in, in the 60 meter uh 8.68 and the 60 meter hurdle in the uh sun championships uh, tell us a little bit um, about the, those sprints um and what the day the day of the event um and how you kind of prepare to to run uh the, those events yeah so that whole day was a lot if anything so i the week before i prepared i was like okay mimi you're gonna do a lot of events let's prepare mentally um and let's just get ready you know let's be expectant let's be excited and let's keep a positive attitude so that 760 um i ran a great time prelims but i haven't ran that 760 in over a year and as soon as i saw the finals list and the times i'm like i'm gonna have to run that 760 in order to win and i was like and i want to win so uh, mentally, I had to fight. It was, it was not a physical thing. It was not, oh, my body's feeling. No, my body was feeling great. It was more so, okay, Mimi, you haven't ran this time in over a year, but you're going to run it today, and you're going to run it with confidence, with a positive attitude. Same thing for the 200. Um, I know the girls that I was competing with, and we all just hyped each other up, kept a positive attitude, and I feel like that's what gets me through every race. Yeah, you also ran it in the 200. You were up this, uh, the second leg in the 4x400. How do you prepare to run all these events that require different levels of speed and, and stamina in the days leading up? Yeah, so Coach, the way he sets up the program and the way he um, sets up the way we run and everything, I'm usually, my program is stuck to as if, as if I was a 400 runner. So mm. I don't train like a sprinter. I train like a... 400 runner not a 60 meter sprinter if that makes sense and I do a lot of the 400 workouts daily um so I can build that stamina up if that makes sense and so when I go to a 200 and I have an hour um, my body's used to that my body's like okay we're ready to go again and we're ready to go again full speed um so yeah that's basically it just building my stamina up to where um my body gets used to feeling that way and uh, my body recovers quicker like that 
Nice. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's something that I, I hear this as like, if I ran one of these events, that, that'd be it. I'm done. I'm good. Like, like I, I, I played football, but I was a punter. That, that was it. Go out there, do, 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 kick the ball. That's it. Maybe a light jog. I, and I'm, I'm good with that. But hey, could you tell us a little bit uh, more about the rest of the 4 by 400 squad and just the overall com camaraderie the fire track program has? Of course. So in the beginning, um, the way this whole team was set up, it was completely different. Um, a lot of seniors left, so the team just looked completely different. We had a full, whole lot of freshmen, a lot of transfers, and it's awesome. It's great. Um, and one thing I focused on was building relationship before building a team name. So the girls, I feel like we genuinely focus on let's build this relationship. Let's make sure we're comfortable with each other. Let's make sure we can build each other up as people because at the end of the day, we're not defined by our sport so that we can just have that connection on the track. So as soon as we had that connection um, relationally, uh, we just built this sisterhood and this bond where we literally applied it to the track. And I feel like that's how everything came together. So, yeah, it was great. Awesome. Hey, uh, something I love about Southeastern, y'all, there are a ton of great things to do uh, around campus for your case, besides being one of the fastest people on campus, which actually brings me to one other point. Every now and then, do you, do you have like another athlete on, on, on a team be like, hey, let's race or something something like that? Yeah, some a lot of the boys, <laughs> lots of the boys. They're like, oh, I'm faster than you. I bet I can beat you. And I'm like, I don't know. We'd be pretty close. We'll have to see. <laughs> <laughs> but uh. Bring me, bring me to, to, to the point of, of the question. Tell us a little bit about uh, Southeastern. Um, what else you do b b besides running track uh, at Southeastern University? Of course. So um, I work in the Department of Spiritual Formation for Athletics, and we collaborate with um, another club called Faith on Fire. And we basically are – Southeastern is a Christian university, so we provide um, – just like mentorship, we provide uh, athletic chapels where different athletes of different sports can come together and build each other up. Um, and yeah, I that's main that's the main thing I do out of track. It's still track, but uh, we basically come together and try and unite all the sports so that we can just be better together. Yeah, love that. Well, uh, tell us a little bit about how you got into running track. Uh, it started in middle school, so I danced for 11 years before track, and oh, wow. middle school, a lot of the guys, it was a boy thing, where it's like, oh, you're pretty fast, but you're not faster than me, and I love some competition, so it started off like that, and then I ended up loving it, and in high school, I had to make the decision um, in about sophomore year, I was like, okay, I'm either going to take track seriously and run for college and quit dance, or take dance seriously and quit track, and I chose track, and from that point on, it all just clicked, and yeah, I'm really happy with my decision. So, Amiris, could you tell us a little bit about what was it about Southeastern that made you want to end up in Lakeland and, and running track for them? Of course. So um, I've known about Southeastern since eighth grade-ish um, because the church that I attended um, collaborated a lot with SU, and they also were an extension site to the campus. Um, so I've known all about, all about it for a while. Also, when I chose track and field as, like, my sport, I was like, okay, time to look for colleges. And fun fact, Southeastern was the only college I visited and the only college I applied for. So I put myself in a really, like, risky situation. But when I went to Southeastern to um, visit, um, I just felt like it just 
felt good. Like I wasn't too far from home, which is Orlando. And it just felt so quiet and small. And I was like, okay, I like this. And then I also just had an automatic connection with Coach Dotson. And I was like, okay, this is going to be great. And I just felt like a lot of green flags everywhere. I was like, this just feels right. It feels like a good decision to make. And I did not hesitate. I applied right after that. And I was like, you know what? This is it. I'm going to be on this team and I'm going to, it's going to be great. It's going to be a great experience. And I do not regret it at all. It was great. Well, you said you're from Orlando. You went to Dr. Phillips, correct? Yes. Crazy enough. So I went to school in Lee County up in South Georgia, but my senior year, 2018, actually played against Dr. Phillips uh, in football. Yep. Crazy, crazy, crazy small world. I was like, wait, that team's got like three or four NFL players over the last couple of years. But we ended up up winning. Florida football is great. Georgia high school football, you know, I have a lot of pride for it, but it it is great. But uh, we mentioned earlier, joked with it, a little cold, a little cold up in South Dakota. But uh, tell us about about what the environment's like. I know you're really excited to get out there. What's it like in Brookings right now? Um, a lot of expect expectancy, basically. So I am excited, expectant for tomorrow. So tomorrow, everything starts, everything begins. Um, the nerves coming in. So we had practice today and yesterday. And as soon as you enter that track, you just know, okay, it's getting real. We've been working a little too hard for this. It's time to like lock in and everything. But like I've said previously, even in conference, like I always like, okay, let's keep a positive mentality, even if it's like cracking in jokes here and there to try and get the nerves away. So you don't get too much in your head. You know, the important thing is you have fun. And at the end of the day, that's my main thing. Like I made it here. Let's not ruin it with a bad mentality. Let's not ruin it with being so anxious and nervous. Let's just have a positive attitude. Let's have fun and do what we do. Um, so that's basically been the whole vibe. We've just been having a lot of fun, but we know that we're here for business. Um, so, yeah. Hey, well, sa- sounds like you're having a great time. know you're really excited uh, to get get back out there, uh, get get going, and then hopefully uh, bring a red banner back, back to – Back, back to Lakeland, no, uh, men's team did that uh, last year, correct? Yes. I know that that was uh, pretty – I'm sure that, that was pretty exci- exciting. Unforgettable moment. It was insane. I was I was really happy to be there and experience it. I was like, wow, this is insane. <laughs> well, Amaris, best of luck. Uh, go, go kill it out there. Know you will. Know you'll represent Southeastern and Sun Conference well. Uh, but, uh, congratulations again, outstanding performer in, in the Sun Conference Championships. Uh, keep it up. All righty. Thank you. Have a good day.